How the heaven are you? Hey, praise the Lord. I'm Jonathan. This is the Stay the Way podcast. Thank you for joining me. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And no one comes to the Father except through the Son. And that is the focus point of today. Now, today being the 21st of March, we'd be in Proverbs chapter 21, matching up the day of the month with the chapter in Proverbs, and therefore having a battle plan for each and every day. Now, today we'll find that there's an ongoing theme in chapter 21 that was written more than 2,000 years ago. And this theme is doubled down, so to speak, through these Uh, 20 plus verses. And what I'd like to do is read through and then point out some of these, uh, the ongoing theme, because the theme is suggestive of what we should do when we're faced with trials and tribulations and difficulties and where we should put our trust. So if you want to join me for that, give me a thumbs up and enjoy. Let's begin. Father in heaven, thank you for today. Thank you for the word of your truth. Thank you for the love of the Son to be committed unto death, that his death might forgive my sins and allow me to enter into heaven as is anyone who believes in the name of Jesus. We just thank you and praise you for your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord as the rivers of water. He turneth it wherever he will. So your heart might have an intention, like you may desire to get married someday, and your heart's desire is to have this beautiful wife or this handsome husband and live out a life that's pleasing to the Lord. You might, you might say that. You might just determine that. The Lord is saying here that he is able, God is able to turn the heart of the king. So we know that in a home, the, the husband is determined to be the, the high priest in the home. He's the one that would give direction and purpose and meaning uh, to follow the Lord or not, right, if he doesn't. But it doesn't change God's design. God's design is that he would be leading and protecting his family. Verse 2, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. And to do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. So let's put some context around this one. Justice and judgment. Those are things that you would see when you go to the court. So in the court system, you are in Caesar's world. That's where the law has been established as an effort to protect and guide us. It is established by the hand of God for his purpose. And if you take any doubt in, into that, it, it actually shortcomes how important it is especially in this context. You see, God is telling us specifically, it is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. So sacrifice is where you willfully give up your will for another. Right? Sacrifice is giving of yourself, of what would be most beneficial to you, giving that up for another. And possibly doing that causes a issue. Right? It causes a, a division in the family. And so then the only option, right? if no love is left in the relationship, the only option is justice and judgment. And God's saying that is more acceptable. Like, trust my justice. That's what a judge is there for, is to decide what was just or unjust. And the judgment is what the penalty is for being just or unjust. 
And so it's important to take those things into consideration when we move through the Bible, and especially in the context of Proverbs chapter 21. Let's move on. Verse 4, a high look and a proud heart and the plowing of the wicked, it's sin. So pride, right, is sin. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plentiness, but those, but of everyone that is hasty to only to want. You won't put that effort into work. It, this is like mentioning from yesterday. If you don't work, you don't eat. Well, here the intention is that you're not interested in being diligent. Where, for example, I enjoy designing things and inventing things. And uh, if, I'm, if an idea pops into my mind, it's something that I need to just develop. I need to just put some time into it when it's appropriate. And as I develop it, God speaks in direction into it. And so we, we actually end up with this design that's, I would say, inspired by God and given direction for something that might be beneficial. And I kind of document that process. I, I share those things. So if you're interested in design and um, that kind of thing, developing ideas, you can certainly take a look at my other video I posted last night. Verse 5, the thoughts of the diligent tend only to plentiness, but everyone that is hasty only to want. Verse 6, the getting of treasure by a, laying, a lying tongue is, is vanity tossed to and fro of them that seek death. It is so important that we're truthful in what we do. Truthfulness protects us. Lies destroy us. And we know that because the enemy is the father of lies. And as we to partake in lies that would be self-beneficial, it would be destructive to the relationships of all of us around, everyone around us. So give up the lies. It's, it's, it's a simple take. Verse 7, the robbery of the wicked shall destroy them because they refuse to do judgment. Ooh, we got judgment again. Now, so jump back up to verse 3, to do justice and judgment. So why are we looking at this so, so, so specially? Because they refused to do judgment. That's what the robbery of the wicked, it's destroying them, right? So it's actually the intent of the wicked is the very thing that's going to take them down. It's going to put them lower in the position. And God's going to protect those who are intentionally righteous. Not because they're good people, but because of the forgiveness that they've accepted and that Jesus' righteousness is apparent and abundant in them and to them. And it flows through them to others. So verse 8, the way of a man is froward. And I accidentally trimmed it off. So let's move on to verse 9. It is better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. Do you have battles in your family? If you do, husbands, it's important to follow this step. It's better to dwell in the corner of the housetop. Do you go up into your attic and hide? Not because you're afraid, but because this time where this brawling, this, this battle is brewing within your home, it needs time to calm down. You need time to seek the Lord and ask God to speak wisdom and direction and purpose into the situation. And that is key, verse 9. So let's move on, verse 10. The soul of the wicked desireth and is evil. It's desireth evil. And his neighbor findeth no favor in his eyes. Why is it that when we seek our own desires, it's evil? Because the will of the enemy, the will of the devil, is that he 
is self-serving. And so when you do that, you're a partner with the devil and you actually become a partner in his efforts. And I would suggest that that is a very dangerous place to be. So let's ask God to protect us from our will and ask him to seat in his will as we learn and grow in the direction of the Lord. The righteous man wisely considereth the house of the wicked, but God overthroweth the wicked and their wickedness. So we can just trust that God's going to sort it all out. Verse 13, Whoso stoppeth his ears at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. And so it's important that we answer the call of the poor when they need it. Now the most poor thing, the most poor situation we can come up with in life is that someone does not know the Lord as Savior. Right? You can meet their needs. You could give them a million dollars. You could give them ten million dollars. You could buy them a mansion and stock it with food for their entire life. But the moment that they die, they will be eternally separated from God if they do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's so important to share that riches with the person. They don't need a value, a monetary value in their life in order to receive God's love. And so, amen. Let's move on. Whoso stoppeth his ear, uh, verse 14, a gift in secret pacifieth anger and a reward in the bosom of, the, of strong wrath. It is joy to do just. I'm going to read it again. It is joy to the just to do judgment. It is a joy to do judgment. Why? Because judgment is what God's asked. Judgment. It's from the Lord. I'm not, my intention isn't to take judgment out on everyone in my life. That is foolish and wrong. Because I don't know the thoughts and intents of their heart. God does. God is able to judge them righteously. I can't even judge myself. Paul even says that. I'm, I'm not able to judge myself. And so it would be vitally unfair for me to like, cast judgment on another soul. Now, I can look at their fruit, right? And that's where we look at the fruit of good people is the, is the fruit of the Spirit. It's love, kindness, joy, patience, temperance, right? Long, long suffering. You'll take these things on for the benefit of someone else. But when it's self-serving, it's destructive. And so we want to be cautious about that. The man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. Those would be those who are judged and put in hell for eternity. The congregation of the dead. That's, that's where eternal separation from God comes from. But you don't have to have that. God wants a relationship with you. He wants a desired closeness with you. But you have to answer the call. He's a gentleman. He, he'll say, I knock... Uh, you know, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in and eat with him and he with me. He wants a relationship with you, but you can't just have it without asking, right? So you have to be humble enough to ask. He that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man, and he that loveth wine and oil shall not be rich. Now, in this case, wine and oil, these are elements of the world, but we know that when Jesus drank wine with his disciples, he was joining together in the, in the communion of the saints. Like he was inviting you to be a partaker of it. And in, in the spiritual realm, oil is representative of the Holy Spirit. But if you're, if you're hoarding like the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you're hoarding the intentions of you know, food and, and fine drink, you, there's no way that you'll be rich. And I'm saying in context of spiritual riches. 
Verse 18, the wicked shall be a ransom. The wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous and the transgressor for the upright. It is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman. So remember back up in verse 9, we're just 10 verses away. Here we are. It's saying, literally, you're going into the wilderness. You're going to go outside your home to find peace and, and safety, right? And then it would be with a contentious and angry woman. This is a destructive relationship. And God's instruction is that you get away, separate yourself. It's not forever, but it's for a season. And it's so that God's goodness can be worked through in this situation. There is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but the foolish man spendeth it up. He that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth... I've got to move forward here, and it's a little bit tricky to see. Verse 21. After righteousness and mercy findeth life, and righteousness and honor. Those are beautiful things. A wise man scaleth the city of the mighty, and casteth down the strength of, comf- of the confidence thereof. Confidence within a city wall. That's a whole other topic we'll get into another day. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from trouble. Do you watch what you say? Are you careful about what you speak and how you communicate? Because they can come back to be very haunting and destructive in your life. Proud and haughty, scorner is his name, but who dealeth in proud wrath? Not but... So, proud and haughty, scorner is his name. We're defining what a scorner is. They're proud and haughty. So, they, they're self-serving. They think they're smarter than everybody else. And who dealeth with in proud wrath? That's honestly how these destructive people deal with others. Right? Is they're, they're casting judgment and they're saying, you are a wicked old, you know, useless person. He coveteth greedily all the day long, but the righteous giveth and spareth not. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination, and how much more when he bringeth it to with a wicked mind. Its intention is that what destroys us, right? The wicked mind. Remove me down here. A false witness shall perish, but a man that heareth speaketh constantly. So heareth from the Lord, right? This is the context. If you hear from the Holy Spirit, you share and encourage those around you. But a false witness, somebody who's making up lies, creating stories, it's, it's a, a fatal end is this perishing end to them. A wicked man hardeth, hardeneth his face, but as for the upright, he, his, he directeth his way. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. There is nothing. No one who is unrighteous can stand against the Lord. No one even righteous can stand against the Lord. The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. Do you do your due diligence to prepare for every situation that you're involved in? And if you have, and, you've, and you have that peace and confidence that you've done your part, then the rest, the safety of the battle, that's of the Lord. And we can recognize that even from Gideon, going in with 300 men to, to, to conquer, overcome more than 30,000 men. Right, more, more than. What a glorious victory the Lord is able to give. And so with that, I pray that you are blessed and enriched and that you might join me by coming back a little bit later. Hey, if you like this, subscribe and God bless you.